This afternoon I preach to the Word of God as it is summarized and confessed by the church in Lord's Day 8 of the Heidelberg Catechism. Lord's Day 8 obviously is continuing on from Lord's Day 7 where we make a confession that a Christian must believe all that is promised us in the gospel which the articles of our Catholic and undoubted Christian faith teach us in a summary. And in Lord's Day 8, the church confesses how are these articles divided into three parts. The first is about God the Father and our creation. The second about God the Son and our redemption. The third about God the Holy Spirit and our sanctification. Since there is only one God, why do you speak of three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Because God has so revealed himself in his word that these three distinct persons are the one true eternal God. Beloved Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the description of God as revealed in the scriptures is directed to people. That's why you can hold it in your hand. You can see that God used our language, made it available in, his, in our own language. And he's addressing God, his creatures in the creation that he prepared for us. And the scriptures attach God's work of creation and redemption and sanctification to us. We confess that. Verses about God the Father and our creation, our redemption, our sanctification. The Lord revealed himself in his word so that Christians who profess their faith can know the depth of his steadfast love. If, we've, if we just understood that we've been created by God, we could picture that God as many things. We could picture God as a disinterested builder just doing stuff because he could. Or God as a divine being who randomly made the world and then disappeared. Or God as a divine scientist who is busy carrying out an experiment to see what would happen if he put us together in a particular setting. Or maybe God as a divine judge looking to create people to reward or punish them. But this is not what the Bible reveals to us about God, the God who created the heavens and the earth. The Bible is clear, as we read, that God is love. God is characterized by caring for the creatures that he had made for his pleasure. Our success delights God. This love of God is emphasized by his revelation that he is three distinct persons in the one God. The words Trinity and triune, they combine the Latin words for the words three, found like in the word tricycle, and the word for one is found in the word unicycle. So you have triune. It tells us it summarizes God's three-in-one nature. The love of God is so great that it takes the fullness of God in all three persons working for our benefit to express it from heaven to us here on the earth. Believers experience the blessing of the Trinity when they receive the threefold blessings of God in the work of each of God's distinct persons. And today, you can see 
the Trinity from, from this angle by considering the difference for us between saying something like God loves us or saying God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit loves us. And the gospel I proclaim to you is that God is a continuous threefold outpouring of love toward us. You see that our one God's outpouring love is revealed in three persons. As we receive that love, we see that it affects our purpose, our identity, and our lifestyle. Our purpose is the fruit of God's love in creation. To think about your relationship to God, you need to think of your relationship to God in the context of the eternal relationship of Father and Son. In the same way that the Son of God is the heir of all things and revealed to be the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of His nature like we read in Hebrews 1 verse 3, so also human beings are said to be created in the image of God. Like his own son, we have been created, like his own, we're like his own son, we've been created, except we've been created to be God's representatives on the earth. To be very clear, God, the son isn't created. We've been created to be representatives on the earth as his own son is a representation of his being. Our heavenly father created human beings in love to be a part of his family. To be a part of his family. You could see him as a family God. Our Heavenly Father uses the same language of being in his image and likeness to describe the relationships of all human beings in relation to him, just like Adam used to speak of his own son. And you can see that in Genesis 5, verses 1 to 3. God created a bond between himself and his creatures so that before the fall into sin, it was our natural inclination to love him as children love their parents. After the fall, God reestablished this bond by initiating his covenant with all those whom God had chosen for himself before the foundation of the world. And so when we pray to God as our Father in heaven, we are recognizing that we are not mere subjects of a foreign king, nor are we employees who earn respect by hard work, and we're not even slaves of the same household, but we are people created by God to glorify our Father as His beloved children. Our purpose is to live as children of God, the Father, who created all things, and to glorify God together as members of the same household. When God reveals himself as God the Father, he makes this special love known to us. He, he holds it out in front of us so we know what God is like. God, who exists as a father-son relationship, tells us he is a father so that we understand how this world was especially adapted to who we are as his creatures. The world is not compared to a speck home that simply shows what God can do, 
But the universe is like a custom home that a father might make as a special gift for his child. Like a dad or a mom might, might make the perfect home and as a perfect gift for their son and daughter. That home would include all the options that they know give their children joy. So also God made the world knowing exactly who we are as his children. For he made us. Creation is an expression of God's knowledge of who we are. What we like what we need, creation reflects that God is Father. In fact, our Heavenly Father and Creator knows us so much better than we know ourselves that we can study the universe He gave us as our home to learn more about our own hearts, how we've been made. The Father's handiwork in creation perfectly matches the desires, the values, the bodies, the capabilities, the emotions of the creatures that he has made to live in it. By looking at creation, we can see the, the, the creativity, the variety, the color, the majesty, the microscopic precision, the interdependence, the harmony between all the parts as things that are best for us and for our lives. Think about the emotional reaction you get when you see the majestic Rocky Mountains. You see your Father in heaven made that knowing who you are, what you need. Think about the joy you receive from meeting a person you know will be a friend for life. You see, the Father knows you when he placed you together with others. Think about the satisfaction you receive from a job well done. That's the fruit of having God as Father. This is a reminder that your Creator knows you as parents know their children. That your Father in Heaven made these things out of love for your well-being. We can also see the imprint of God as Father in the bond that exists between parents and children. Sociologists would say that this is a natural or an instinctive bond. A mother's love is renowned for its strength. And everyone instinctively honors that special bond that God in, injected and fused right in society. So even hardened criminals won't let you talk about their mama that way. The impact of God the Father is also seen in the understanding that all His creatures are made united to one another in that common family bond of being created in His image. Made to represent our one God who is three persons, the human race on earth recognizes instinctively that friendships and loyalty and respect and support are considered to be normal and healthy ways of living according to our purpose. And we see the signs of our triune Creator in the moral obligation that all people feel to their fellow man. In the attraction that they feel in being in close proximity with friends. In the honor that is still given to marriage. Secular governments count on the instinctive feelings of doing good things for our fellow citizens when they ask us to participate in different Alberta Strong initiatives. 
Even woke media considers it a headline when a married person in a public setting commits adultery with someone else, as if they instinctively know that such a betrayal of trust is not how God made this world. It's not a natural part of this life. Really, only those who work hard to suppress the truth in unrighteousness would deny that a world focused on living in harmony according to the Ten Commandments in our work and relationships and worship for the glory of God, that that world would be a paradise, place of peace and satisfaction. You see, the imprint of God the Father and our creation. When you see God's hand behind all that He has made, and remember that He is your Father in Jesus Christ, that He lovingly prepared these things for you as His children, you can also see why the revelation of God the Father and our creation is a revelation in a very specific way of His amazing love toward you. The Father of lights, who delights in love and fellowship with His creatures, made us to be members of His family together and to live in constant worship in His eternal love. Like a loving earthly father, God the Father created the world so that we might be fulfilled and content. Our purpose in this life is the fruit of God's love for us in creation. And as a result, we will be restless until we understand that God is our Father. And we will only find peace when we turn to rest in Him, to bask in in all that is good and wonderful and right and helpful as He revealed it to us in the Scriptures. When we recognize God as our loving Father who created the world so that we might live with Him for all eternity, then we also see the love of God in the redemption that shapes our identity. Although God created us to live in love we know there was a great rebellion against everything good that God created. The image of God in which we were created has been so distorted and human lives characterized so much by sin that human beings have lost all understanding of God's love originally revealed in creation. If God had not revealed to us who He was in the Scriptures, no one would really know why we were living here on the earth. And many people live each day with a sense of dissatisfaction and guilt without even knowing why. Every time they look at themselves in the mirror, the devil is there with them, accusing them of failures and pointing out faults and applauding them when they believe his lies. It's not surprising that people who don't know God as Father in creation or God the Son in our redemption that they get all confused about their identity and struggle with feelings of worthlessness and misery. Besides God's love revealed in the Father and our creation, we also need the revelation of God the Son and our redemption. The Bible reveals that good news. God did not leave His creatures when they turn from him, when they plunge themselves into the punishment of his curse against rebels. The Bible tells us that it was the Father's will to send his Son into the world to save all those whom he had given, that, that he had given to him. 
The Lord manifested his love by sending his only begotten Son to save rebellious sinners from his wrath. The Holy Spirit was intimately involved in the saving work by leading the Son of God in his work on the earth into his suffering all the way to his death on the cross. And the work of the Son of God is a rescue work in which rebels were taken out of the hands of an angry God by God who offered payment in the place of his sinful creatures. And since he paid for the sins of all who believe in him, and since he washed them clean, not one of the devil's accusations against those whom he has redeemed are true anymore. When you look in the mirror and try to figure out who you are, you can remove all the lies of the devil from the picture like wiping steam off your mirror. And you will see that your loving Heavenly Father is standing there. and He is holding you in His arms instead. The revelation of the Son of God shows us the immense depth of the Father to His children. Not only did the Lord create us, but He saved us from His anger through the work of His very only begotten Son. God's love in redeeming us is now the foundation of our very identity. It shapes who we are. The revelation of the overflowing love of God, which is magnified by His revelation that He is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, helps us to understand who we are. Our identity is founded on God the Son and our redemption. When Christians saved by grace look into the mirror, they can see that they really are a piece of work. The work of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In the mirror, you can see first of all that you are a boy or a girl or man or a woman created by God shaped by all the good and the bad experiences in your life to be that person looking back at you that God wanted you to be. And when you remember that the Father calls that person you're looking at in the mirror, He calls you His child. When you remember that He sent His Son to redeem your life, you can truthfully say, and maybe you can say it to yourself after me, you can say, I am very valuable and precious in God's sight. And since God treats every member of Christ's body like he treats Christ the head himself, you can add in, and again you can repeat in your mind after me, Christ has made me righteous and pure without sin in God's sight. I am a new creature. Knowing the love of God, the Son, and our redemption, you can even confidently assert, and again, repeat in your mind, you can say, I share in Christ's victory over death and sin. And although his temptations are strong, the devil can't win. 
looking at the mirror, you can say, I am not a groveling, shame-filled creature destined for eternal punishment. I am a child of the Most High Father who loves me, restores me to peace and fellowship with Him. We can say that together because God the Son and our redemption. And brothers and sisters, do not deny the work of the triune God when you think about who you are. See yourself as God sees you through his Son, Jesus Christ. You are beloved children. You are rescued from punishment. You can be confident and unashamed, even standing before the throne of God Almighty in heaven. You can be a people of hope. For the same God who judges the living and the dead first gave himself up for you so that you might live with him forever. He is the God who created you. He is the God who redeems you. And he is the God who sanctifies you so that you might begin living with him already now with joy. You'll never be left alone to try to figure out how to live in this world yourself. You can say, it's fine, I know that God made me. It's good to know that I am redeemed in Christ, but we have to leave that mirror and, and go into the world. And God is with us there as well in his love. Already in the Garden of Eden before the fall into sin, God came to be with Adam and Eve in the garden. He is outpouring love. After the fall into sin, He was there in the garden speaking. He was with His people in the tabernacle, in a visible way, in the temple. So God the Son took on human flesh and He dwelt among us. He is outpouring love. Love that comes upon us. And after the Son ascended into heaven, God the Holy Spirit was sent to dwell in, the very, in our very hearts. He abides with us. He remains with us. He, he lives in us. He is outpouring love. And the revelation of God the Holy Spirit in our sanctification is experienced by believers every day when they see the Lord working in our hearts to lead us by His Word and His Spirit in our new and redeemed lives. Every time you think, I need to pray. Every time you desire to, to read His Word to again hear that message. God's love pouring out in the Spirit. The verses we read in 1 John really emphasize that the triune God's work for us is most made visible in His work in us. We know that God abides in us by His Spirit whom He has given us, as verse, chapter 3, verse 24, because we want to keep His commandments. God's Spirit 
God's Spirit within us leads us to, to confess that Jesus Christ has come into the flesh. That's 4 verse 2. By God's Spirit, we are able to overcome all who are in the world. 4 verse 3 to 5. We are able to love one another with the love that is from God. 4 verse 7 and 12. We know that we abide in Him and He in us because He has given us His Spirit and we confess that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. And we confess that together again today. When God's Spirit dwells within our hearts, we see His love in our lives by our desire to keep His commandments, to walk in His ways. You can see it in our lifestyle by what we love, by what we hate. Our lifestyle is formed by God's love in sanctification. You can see God's love in your life by how you live. And the gospel of sanctification is that God really wants you to live in fellowship with Him as His children and to enjoy all the good gifts that Jesus Christ has restored to you by His work. He made this world for you with you in mind. He wants you to enjoy it fully. And so we see that disobeying God is not only bad because it offends God and harms others, but it really is depriving ourselves of that true and lasting peace and joy that our Father in heaven wants us to enjoy. In the process of sanctification that leads you into that constant battle with your sinful nature and its, and its desires. That's the result of God's outpouring love for you. We experience this work of the Holy Spirit in very practical, down-to-earth, everyday ways. Not just here in the church building on a Sunday, but, but in our kitchens and in our dining rooms and while we're driving and while we're working. Triune God knows you inside and out. Not just as you were yesterday, but He knows you also today. He knows you where you're at right now. He is accompanying you through all the, the ups and the downs in life by dwelling right inside you. He knows the thoughts of your mind. He knows the sinful cravings of your heart. He knows the emotions you are feeling. He knows the pains in your body. Dear Christian, God himself dwells in you. See the love of God and our sanctification. And he causes you to put your faith and trust in the Lord. He guides you through his word. He leads you in your fight against sin and temptations. And so we see the love of God, the Holy Spirit, in the decisions that we make. The way that we respond to the different good or difficult situations. And the things that we allow to enter into our bodies, the temples of the Holy Spirit. In the words that we speak, the things that we love. 
And God the Spirit leads us to desire that He might lead us to turn to Him more and more. That, that strong faith, that, that inhaling of the blessings of God more and more in our lives. We see the evidence of the triune God that we confess together in the Athanasian Creed in our lives through the different ways that the consequences of His holy love are visible in ourselves. His love is evident in our understanding of our purpose to live as children of the Heavenly Father. God the Father and our creation. His love is evident in the way that we confidently identify ourselves as redeemed, pure, and holy living members of His body, His eternal family. And His love is evident in the way that we begin our eternal life today with an eager desire to live according to all His good commandments. And the revelation of these three distinct persons as the one true eternal God is a revelation of the incomprehensible depth of His outpouring love toward us. God is truly outpouring love by His grace We rejoice in the triune God. We sing glory to God the Father, glory to God the Son, and glory to God the Spirit. Amen.